Get Out of Your Own Way with Brittany A. Johnson is a podcast where we learn all the ways we ourselves trip and stumble and get in our own way and what we can do to get out of it. Stay tuned for today's episode. episode. We're going to title it Prerequisite. So the reason that we're going to title it that is because we are all experiencing an increased amount of stress right now. Um, Patients weren't thin, but at the same time, many of us are taking this opportunity of pause that we've been given due to COVID-19 to really dig deep, reflect, and, and kind of start really working on things that we had been able to or decided to ignore and push down and not deal with for years so we now have this space and time to actually deal with things and so a lot of people have found that they are starting to figure out that they deserve more they want more and so there's this purge process happening where people really are starting to i hate to use the word get rid of people but they're really starting to clear out things, people, thoughts, feelings that are just no longer needed. And so as we continue to go through this kind of purge process that many of us are in, we're also coming to a point where it's time to start looking at going forward, how do we make sure that we don't slide back into having people in our lives that don't, you know, fit our need or or want or need, you know, have a purpose for being there? How do we start not doing that? How do we make sure that we don't fall back into those old thought processes and behaviors and actions? So that has been on my mind heavy lately, along with the fact that I'm just going to be honest, there's been so many conversations about racism and white supremacy that we are all just kind of experiencing like a man, I am so tired of trying to have conversations with people who are set on not hearing me, right? So we've seen those memes, we've seen posts, We've said it to ourselves. We said it to friends. Like, I am really just tired of trying to talk to people that aren't listening. Well, in a lot of ways, a lot of our relationships and interactions are like that, right? If you think about, you've got people in your life right now who the sight of their name popping up on your phone makes you do a heavy sigh of like, oh my God, not again. What do they want? Like, what is this about to be? Or you've got people that you know when you talk to them, you already know how the conversation is going to go. They're going to ask you just a little bit about yourself and what you got going on. And the rest of the conversation is going to be dominated by their thoughts, their feelings, where they're at in life, and very little check-in with you, if ever, right? So we have all been experiencing that or have experienced that in life. And so it's draining. And when you get to a point in your healing or your processing, or life, however you word it for yourself. But when you get to a certain point, you start realizing like, you know what, before I even engage in certain conversations and certain situations, I might need to have something there beforehand. And so what word fits that definition to a T, but prerequisite? So it could sound harsh to some people to think about that you're going to live your life with this notion because we typically hear prerequisite when we think about a job 
or we think about college or we think about something in a professional setting. Very rarely do we use those kind of words when we're talking about personal relationships, but I truly believe that that word can be adapted to personal relationships as well and just relationships relationships in general because the definition is what it is, right? So we know that that's the working kind of definition of prerequisite. So when we think about why it happens, right? So let's think about what are reasons that we don't already have something in place that needs to be there before you engage with someone or something. So the top reasons I'm going to give you are this, my go-to favorite, which is this idea of not good enough, fear, and then having this idea that it's that you have to just accept everything that's given and all of these things typically are deeply rooted in us and something that we learned as children that has just been reinforced throughout life and we can use those same little categories for pretty much everything but for this one I want to talk about this idea of not good enough being in place right so this this not good enough is this idea that I don't bring enough to the table to be able to tell somebody that I don't want to accept that. I don't have enough in me. I'm not deserving enough. I'm not open enough. I'm not whatever enough. So therefore, I don't deserve to be able to tell somebody that. I don't have the right to tell somebody that. A lot of times we hear that when we think about relationships with our parents. And we need to be honest with ourselves. And you all know that I'm definitely going to be honest here in this space and say like, Some of our parents have what we call toxic traits, right? Some of our parents have this mindset that they can come in, do what they want to in your life and leave without ever having to say, thank you, I'm sorry, or how are you doing? And so we have that same mindset when we interact with people who we also think are better than us for whatever reason, whether it's because they have a place of authority over us in some kind of way, or they are some type of elder, adult, Or we just simply don't see ourselves in the light that we need to. So therefore we think, man, I'm just not good enough to even tell somebody this is what's going on for me. The other one is fear. It is very scary if we're going to be honest to tell somebody, "Mm, before you come talk to me, you need to have this, 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 and this done before I'm even going to hear you. It sounds rude when you say it that way, but I want you to start thinking about it from a lens of, I bring value to things. So I need to be able to tell somebody before I can entertain this type of conversation, I need to know that you are already going to be able to hear what I have to say back because conversations really are supposed to be a two-way street. So that's the other thing is like this fear. Again, this fear that I'm, that, you know, ooh, this is going to be weird if I do that or something's going to happen if I do that. And then the other one is this idea that we have to accept everything that's given and we have to take it and we can't talk about it no matter what. So when I think about that one, I use the, I'm instantly brought back to the story that many of us heard in childhood, which was that there's some starving kid somewhere who would love to have this food. So you better finish it all. Or there's some kid somewhere who doesn't have these type of shoes, even though it's not the shoes that you need or want, they don't have shoes, period. And so they'd be grateful for whatever they're getting. Or this idea that we have to take whatever because somewhere in in a church setting, someone said that this is what makes you a great Christian. It's taking whatever you're given 
And then we use this phrase, right? We're gonna take lemons and make lemonade. So those are some of the top reasons why we get ourselves caught up in this space. And included in those same categories is this idea of because I've been interacting with somebody for so long, I have to just keep taking things as they are. I, I'm not in a position to change it because that's just how it's been for forever. I have heard that phrase and I know you all have heard that phrase for every category. I've heard people use it, especially in relationships where one partner is just not meeting the need of either of them really in the couple. But because they've been together for 10 years or 15 years, you hear people say, I put in so much time, I'm not leaving now. And so when you start taking that mindset, you stop requesting and demanding what you actually need to be able to thrive and survive. And you go into this idea and you go into these behaviors where you're having to do things to pacify yourself so that you can be okay with the little bit that you're getting from this relationship. And when I'm talking relationships, I'm not just talking romantic. I'm talking friendships. How many of us have friends right now that you would rather pick one grain of salt out of a salt shaker at a time than to spend time with this person? We have people like that in our lives. And so if that's you, like I'm definitely talking to you on this one that it's time to evaluate. Are they meeting the prerequisites? Have they done enough to be able to be in your life in that capacity? And, and if the answer is no, this is not a matter of you telling the person, well, I'm done with you, I'm out of here. There are some things that you can do though to have them in your life, but they're not taking up this space and taking this energy because it is extremely draining to have people in your life that aren't bringing value. And when I'm saying bringing value, I'm talking they don't make you smile, they don't make you laugh, they don't make you think about things in a different way, they don't make you feel sad, like they are just there taking up space. They are not doing anything to move, to to move your life, to motivate you. They're just they're just there, right? They are just taking up space in your life. That's what I'm talking about. So now we kind of know why we do it. Let's talk about why you should change it and the benefits and the pros and the rewards that can come from if you start thinking about your life from a lens of I deserve. And many times when I make that statement to people, whether it's in a therapy session or in a speaking engagement or just people I interact with throughout life, when I make the statement you deserve, it brings up so many emotions for people because we oftentimes don't think about ourselves from this lens of what we actually deserve. Because again, many of us have been programmed to believe we have to take whatever's given and then make something of it. And now I'm challenging you to start practicing to see yourself through this lens of, I actually deserve to have my needs met. I actually deserve to have people in my life that are going to bring me something because at the same time that they're bringing you something, you are also bringing something to them, right? So you're not going to require people to have prerequisites that you also aren't going to meet. So this isn't about a, I'm doing this, but you, you know, you're going to have to do this for me, but I'm not doing it for you. You're also going to be doing that. So you're going to be looking at, you know, I actually deserve to do this. Um, it takes so much time and energy when you don't see yourself from that lens, but think about how much time and energy you would have back 
if the basic foundation of in life was met, right? So think about how much freedom, how much time, how much better would you feel if you actually could wake up and know that the people that you were going to interact with in your personal life today were all there because they choose to be there. They were all there because you all are on this journey together in life to maintain happiness, maintain peace, reach new goals if that's your thing, or just enjoy life. So myself and my husband are a part of a pretty large friend group, and we travel together on a couple's trip at least every other year. And when we go back and look at those pictures and we look at like, look at us with these other couples, it brings nothing but joy to be able to look at a picture and all of us instantly laugh because we remember what was happening right around the time that picture was taken. Every one of those people that is in that friend group, that is in those couples that we travel with, because not only do we travel with them, but we try to get together at least once a month so that we can be pouring into each other. But every one of them, and if you all are listening, I am saying it right here loud and proud. I appreciate and love each and every one of you for what you bring to my life and what I bring to yours. And so it is amazing when I think about how much energy I get just from being around them. And I am typically an introverted person. I have an outgoing personality, but my energy normally comes from within. But when I'm around this group of people or the other people that are in my life that I choose to interact with, I get energized. I get pumped up. I get fired up. I literally say to myself, all right, Brittany, you've got to show up with your A game because you know they're showing up with theirs and that's what you all deserve. Every one of you all deserve that A game, right? Like one of the one of the people in the friend group will let me know if I put out a podcast and something's not right, I can guarantee they're going to reach out and be like, hey, sis, this wasn't, this wasn't too hot, you know? And so I'm able to take that and do something with it. That's value. That brings value to me. So that's one reason why you want to start looking at what are the prerequisites that I need in my life? What do I need that to look like? The other thing, again, is just having the this idea that once you can label and have these prerequisites, it reinforces the idea and notion that you are good enough. You are deserving of everything that you want out of life. And so that's the reason that you should want to do this. And I normally don't like should because if you've ever been around me, you would hear me say that should is a dangerous word. But in this case, I am going to throw a should in there because I don't think we need to settle for anything less than having what we want anymore. This year alone has taught and showed us that life is fleeting and you don't always get second, third, fourth, fifth chances. So sometimes you need to take that action right here, right now. So we've talked about why it happens. We've talked about why we need to change it. Now let's talk about the how piece, right? You all know I like to give you some nuggets on things to do to actually make some change. So the first thing that you want to do to start thinking about these prerequisites is thinking about what do you bring to the table yourself? Do you bring critical thinking skills? Do you bring facts over emotions? Do you bring emotions over facts? Because all these things could be used for good or bad, depending on how how it works. So think about what you bring to the table. So this does mean that you're going to sit down and do that internal, you know, processing again to look at, here's what I have. Here's where I may need to do some work. Here's what I don't have. 
And so you're going to be pretty clear on what you already know that you can bring to the table because you you got it there right in front of you. You're going to be looking from this lens of I deserve. So as you are writing down this list of what you want to have as a prerequisite, you're going to be writing down what you deserve. So when I think about that, I think about how recently I created this rule for myself. Maybe it's not really been recent. It's been about two or three months ago. I created a rule for myself that before I would engage in any type of racial racism, racial tension, racial injustice, racial, you know, anything related to race, before I would engage in that conversation, I would ask the person to prove that they've already done their own work. And a few people told me like, I can't believe you're doing that. Like you're a therapist. You typically talk to anybody. And I, you know, and I gave the statement that this was my way of kind of protecting my own mental health and protecting myself because it's extremely exhausting to have conversations with people who intentionally or unintentionally don't want to hear what you have to say. And so it's almost like I get the image of I'm literally talking to a brick wall because that's what it felt like. And so I made this decision that before I would engage in a conversation, the person would have to have already done some work and been able to hear and understand what terms like white supremacy meant, what terms like white fragility meant. And so that was a prerequisite that I put in place. But at the other day, I found myself engaging in a conversation and I hadn't made sure this person was ready for that. And boy, did it backfire on me. I spent so much time and felt so horrible energy-wise because this person was completely dead set on not hearing what I had to say. And at that point, I became pretty dead set on not hearing them either. So the conversation just had to end. And and of course, I ended it and was like, okay, this isn't going anywhere. This is not a good idea. But I know that that is a prerequisite for me now. Before I engage in those type of conversations, somebody has to already have done a little bit of work. They can use Google, they can do whatever they want to do, but that I am not going to take on that job of being the sole person to introduce someone to the racial injustice injustices that have been happening in America for 400 years. And so that was me looking at it from this lens of, I deserve to have peace. It didn't do any good for me. And I know that was a broken sentence, but it, it didn't. I did not feel good for several hours afterwards because I was so exhausted and drained from trying to explain something to someone that again, really was not interested in hearing. They just wanted to have an argument with someone. And I was a lucky person who chose to engage in that conversation. And so that's the 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 things to do in order to create your prerequisites. And so I challenge you and I urge you to start implementing some of these things in your life and see how you feel. Now, and again, in total disclaimers, This is not about being a judgmental person and thinking that your way is the only way because someone else's, what you get from someone else might be something where you're weak at, right? It might be something where you are just not that great at having that type of brain. And so they fill that gap for you, right? Or they they can bring fun in a different way if you want to think about it in terms of, of fun relationships that you can be in. So think about it from that standpoint. I'm not here to judge. I am not here to kick people out. I am just here to figure out the best way 
that everybody in my life can get what they need. And if you need to hold someone accountable, you can still do that because when you have relationships where both people are already have met some prerequisites and they are ready to go, then that's one thing that's already in place is the mutual respect that you can take feedback from this person. So again, keep that in mind. And again, hear me with these disclaimers. I am not encouraging you to be judgmental people. I am encouraging you to see yourself from what you deserve and no longer settling for less. So of course, let me know what you all think. Drop me some comments. Come to my social media and leave me some comments. But stay tuned and I'll talk to you guys soon. Have a good one.